Hello, it's Vikas Pota, Chairman of the Vaki Foundation. You are listening to a session from our Global Education and Skills Forum, a place where leading politicians, businesses, philanthropists, activists, and of course, the world's best teachers share, debate, and discover new ways for education to transform our world. Keep the global conversation going and share your thoughts on the topics discussed with the hashtag GESF. Welcome again to the Dragon's Den for Change. This whole conference is about change makers and what a great way to start this. As Pan International Canada, we have, and globally all around the world, we really truly believe in getting the voices of youth themselves to talk about their own issues. And not only they should be the one talking about their own issues, but they should be at the table where decisions are made because it's their lives we are talking about. And we saw that in the plenary as well, that the children are the future and we are talking about their lives and their decisions. They need to be talking about their issues. And, and Plan International, we are very passionate about it as a child-focused NGO that we need to bring the voices of youth and children in every discussion that we have. And that is why we are so proud to be here to talk about issues that are faced by young people, where they're from Tanzania, India, Afghanistan, and Palestine, so that they can talk about their issues that they're facing. And we have seen young people can change history. Just last year, when 200,000 high school students uh, from a U.S. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, seized the control of the discussion of the gun debate in the United States. They captured the attention of Congress, the state legislators, the White House, and the American people. And as Florida Senator Mark Rubio said, Parkland students have done more in five weeks than what they have been able to do in 15 years. And more recently, we heard a 16-year-old Swedish girl talk about Greta Thun Thunberg, talk about climate change, and she was able to uh, bring together thousands and thousands of school and the children there who went on to strike to talk about their issues and how climate change is impacting their lives. And over 100 countries actually joined in this discussion. And we, are, and we know that now she has been nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. So children's voices are very powerful when they can be shared at the right forums and at the right places. Yet, we as older generation, we fail to recognize that they are the leaders of today and tomorrow. How many times do you go to a meeting or event where their voices have not been heard, where they have not been consulted? And oftentimes, we live in the world in a mess for them to fix up when they grow up and come to their age. So we, the whole idea of the Dragon's Den for change is to bring about a change in the way we think about young people. And the older generation, that's my generation, we need to look up to them as leaders to understand what their issues are. And some of you may know here in UAE, in February 2016, the world's first Minister of State of Youth Affairs was appointed. He was 22, and he was appointed by His Highness Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum. This is inspiring. So it's actually this kind of movement was born right here in 2016. We believe that by involving and engaging children means that we have the information opportunities to participate. We have to help them to talk about their issues, protect them in this journey 
when they do and articulate their needs and wants and help them participate in planning of their own future so that they can make better choices for themselves. This is central to the core theme of our programming ideas in Plan International, that they themselves should tell us what should be done for themselves going forward. The challenges facing in the world now and in the future are not going to be solved with business as usual. We need new ideas, new thinking, innovations and approaches, so, and, and we need to do that with the people who themselves will be leading the world. Across the world, we have seen the power of young people to demand and influence change. Today, some of these young people are here. They'll be presenting their ideas uh, to the dragons. So I'm delighted also, very happy, to introduce you to the dragons. We have chosen very, clear, um, very uh, thoughtfully. These dragons are the top in their world, in their work they're doing. And uh, let me introduce um, uh, His Excellency Tarek Al Gurk, CEO of Dubai Cares. John Ren, yep, maybe we give a round of applause. Uh, John Rendell, Director of Grants at the Peter Kandil Foundation. And Petra Wadstrom, the founder and inventor of Salvatin. These leaders themselves are true incredible leaders who are involved in various parts of the world on development issue and they're very passionate about children and championing the cause of children. So before I start actually inviting the, you to present, I would like to have welcome the uh, dragon to speak a little bit about themselves. Maybe I can start with uh, John with you. Do you want to let, in, let everybody know about yourself? Just introduce yourself. Thanks, Mirza. So my name is John Rendell, and um, I've only been a dragon for two months, actually. Uh, and before I was a dragon, I was battling dragons for about 12 years, um, running a social enterprise that I, um, that I started just after uh, two years on the Teach First scheme as a, as a teacher in London. And I uh, ran a network of schools called Peas in Uganda and Zambia. So that's my background. Perfect. My dragon name is... Uh uh, Drago Educational. So, so, and I've been a dragon for, I don't know, three or four years, uh, whenever uh, Vika started this whole thing. So, so um, I used to work in a bank for 12 years of my life since I graduated. And it was uh, one bank, the same bank, uh, National Bank of Dubai. And after that, um, my life took me where my heart wanted, which was Dubai Cares, and I've been at Dubai Cares for the past 10 years, and today my life is all about children and education. Thank you. Yes, and I, I'm Petra Wodström from Sweden, from this country of Greta. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm here because I've done the journey, uh, doing the journey with the, from idea to solution, and I saw the problem. If you see the problem and what can be done and what can I do? So that has been part of my life to, to do a solution or develop a solution that's called Solvatten. And it's about water, to, to make safe water out of just using the sun and make the water for, for people who have no access to electricity and no running hot and safe water at home. And I think uh, to give a tool for women and children, that has been the, the main focus for me. 
you. Okay, so let's give them a big round of applause. And it's my pleasure now to start inviting the student, the youth themselves. And I would, uh, I think their stories will um, be. You can judge them, and I, of course, the dragons will judge them as well. And just let them know that we're nice dragons, <laughs> and we will not do anything to harm them. You know, and I want them to be relaxed, and they Perfect. can be cool about it. So there you go. You have nice dragons here, unlike the dragons then we see. So may I have, I have the pleasure to invite the first youth speaker, Arzu Lashkari. She's a student at the Aga Khan Academy at, in Hyderabad, India. So may I invite her and she can talk about her own journey. Osio yak paikare obo gelast, milete avron daron paikar delast. As fesode o fesode osio, as Goshode O Goshode Osio. 1,543 kilometers away from here lies a piece of land. It is not just an ordinary piece of land. It is a land with the mountains that kiss the sky, with the water that invigorates, and with the moon so fresh and so white that you feel the chill in the night by a glance of it. It is a free spirit that transcends all the straightforward definitions of identity, just like its people do. This is Afghanistan, a place which is very close to my heart. I, Arzu Lashkari, was born in this very place and have witnessed the failures of great powers, the same great powers that turned this land of prosperity and booming potential into nothing but a playground of tourism, insurgencies, and drug dealing. Not long ago, an opportunity opened up for some young Afghan students to pursue a quality education and become a hope of development for their community, which is ravaged by war and destruction. Among hundreds of students giving exams, I happen to be one of those lucky students who got the opportunity to study at the Aga Khan Academy, Hyderabad. Coming to India and studying at the Aga Khan Academy Hyderabad was not just an upgrade of weather from minus 7 degrees Celsius to plus 45 degrees Celsius. The changes came in all aspects of my life, starting from classrooms. Now, instead of using a notebook, I started doing all my homeworks on a laptop. It was challenging culturally. I was not able to communicate in Persian because no one knew my language. And some people even asked if I am a Talib and belong to a terrorist group. But how can I blame them when that's all media reports about Afghanistan? One of the most momentous opportunities within the international baccalaureate curriculum is the MYP uh, personal project, which <laughs> consolidates all of our learnings and skills acquired through our middle school um, uh, uh, years through our topics of our interest. We are asked to situate our interest within a global context and consequently try to impact the society in a positive way. For my project, I decided to create an online bridge course for Afghan refugees in Persian in order to help them adapt and respond to cultural changes. My own grandmother and two of my uncles belong to refugees living in New Delhi. When I went to visit them, honestly, it was disheartening to see 
how unfair things are for Afghans despite living in this shrinking world. They have no access to employment or education in many countries they seek asylum in. My uh, uh, awareness of human rights to such issues were limited, but when I began my project, I read Article 27 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights that states, everyone has the right freely to participate in the cultural life of the community, to enjoy the arts, and to share in scientific advancement and its benefit. I realized that one's sense of belonging to a culture is just as important as the issues of unemployment and illiteracy while working towards a more fair, developed, and pluralistic world for everyone. My bridge course aim is to, uh, um, aims to develop understanding of culture assimilation through a series of videos that discuss a variety of concepts such as culture and perception based on my research uh, in relevant academic literature, informal sources of media, and interviews from experts in the field such as psychologists and counselors. Moreover, my videos aim to assist refugees and how they interact and respond to host culture. Unfortunately, Afghanistan is not the only country in which people are leaving parts of themselves and fleeing to other countries. More than 60 million people, half of them children, have fled violence or persecutions and are now refugees and internally displaced persons. An additional of 225 million people uh, are immigrants who have left their countries in search of better opportunities or simply for survival. But this is not a crisis of number. It is a crisis of solidarity. Therefore, I decided to add English subtitles to my videos. Adding subtitles make the videos more accessible for the uh, English-speaking refugees and other refugees from different parts of the world who may find it helpful. Seeing Afghan refugees respond positively to my videos has inspired me to take this project further and has raised questions that I continue to seek answers to. How else can I tackle the problem faced by refugees worldwide? In what other ways can I leverage technology to expand the scope of my project to all refugee community? Is it time for us to reconceptualize our definitions of identity and what it means to belong? How do we ensure that all our societies within our world are pluralist in nature? In future, I hope that this project functions as a platform for constructive dialogue around our definitions of culture and pluralism, and how we can work towards the ideal we envision for our global community. I uh, want to engage not just accomplished and distinguished scholars, but also teachers, students, and other refugee community, uh, other refugee community, uh, 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 in this conversation. I'm currently in the process of identifying a myriad of ways to use technology in order to access the communities I wish to reach out to. It's a tough journey ahead, but I'm ready for the challenge. I sincerely hope that others will partake and support my mission to help the world a better place for us all, and we all can be involved in this dialogue in order to construct bridges and not walls. Thank you.
that was that'll be a hard one to beat, eh? So um, thank you so much, um, Arzu. Uh, it's my pleasure now to invite Chinapa Das. Gina, I don't want to interfere with the setup, Sorry? but it'll be much easier for us to do one by one. I don't know. I mean, coming back and going with the Q and A towards the end, it's going to be a bit difficult because it's fresh. Yeah, we have four speakers. Uh, we thought it, we let them speak, and you can put your questions down. So they will all speak, and then. And yes, then you'll have questions. Is that every year? It was one comes and we finish, and then the second comes and we. Okay. We I can... don't know, but this is much easier okay. because the interaction is there. Everything is fresh. We just want to be mindful of the time because we want to have four speakers speak, and they've come from far. Up to you. Okay. Is, is that okay with the? I mean, I'm telling you what the the, the setup was used to be. I mean, okay. it's much right. better for okay. us as judges. All right. So, Arzu, do you want to come really... back here? They want to have some questions for you. So, so let the timer begin. Okay. okay. So, over to you for questions, Dragon. Ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, it's been uh, 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 sure a lot of challenges for you. Can you you have, what, what has been the biggest hurdle and, and how, how, how you come about? about? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. And that was a really good question. So you asked me what, what were the challenges I faced while implementing yeah. my project. Okay, first of all, I'm an Afghan and I'm a girl. When people hear these two words together, they, they, they ask me, are you literate? Do you have like good quality education? Do you know even how to read? When I was in India and studying at the Aga Khan Academy, Hyderabad, these many questions came up. And I was getting really offended by these kind of questions. But uh, every little lie or every assumption, it has a reality behind it. I realized that yes, in Afghan community, because it is a really conservative community, girls or uh, like in a, when they want to pursue something or when they want to give back to the society, people instead of persuading them and appreciating what they are doing, people are criticizing them. Like in 2015, a, a girl named Farhunda, she was killed because she raised her voice and wanted to help the other girls get their rights. And uh, I really didn't want to start my project because I was really scared of how people will like, uh, how will people like uh, comment on my things, but but I couldn't just let, the, uh, let my fear of what other people will think of me uh, avoid me of doing this. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks so much, Azu. I mean, I, I love the way uh, you started by, by being so lyrical and just grabbed us into the story of, and of the place of Afghanistan, which was, which was amazing. Um, there seem to be two big goals of what, what you're doing. One, one is um, improving tolerance uh, for plural, plural societies uh, on the back of uh, uh, movements of people. And the, and the second is supporting the refugees themselves. Uh, which, which of the two is the real goal for you, or is it both? 
It's uh, actually it's both. Like if we look at uh, this uh, uh, project overall, so uh, when I was researching for my pro uh, project, I came up with a term called identity politics. So how identity is important, both personally in providing a sense of ourselves and politically as a part of historic struggle for civil rights and equality, and how this politics is uh, how this politics is affecting our identity like uh, we live in a uh, in a world where everybody is trying to like uh, show their culture the best they're telling that my culture is better than yours and uh, I'm my culture is superior than yours and that's where the uh, that's where the problem starts there will be a, a competition between identity versus identity culture war and that's how uh, and the high level of immigration have also further challenged the trade traditional notions of national uh, uh, national identity. I'll try to be nice. Okay? <laughs> really try you to be nice. You are nice, so not to worry. <laughs> I'm a very nice person, trust me. <laughs> um, is this everything that you're uploading? I'm assuming this is a website, you're uploading videos. It's not an app, right? No. It's a website. And you're uploading your personal point of view of, of Afghanistan, about life and culture, and what refugees should do. Um, uh, what is it? Is it a personal point of view? Are you working with some entities to upload this information? If, if, if you get uh, socially famous would you push only your ideas, or would you uh, be with other communities, with some government districts, to push some ideas to motivate refugees or others? How, 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 what are you uploading exactly? What's the content? So basically, it is a series of videos that discusses a variety of concepts such as culture and perception. Like, in, uh, uh, I, and it is not my personal views. It is uh, I, it, I have researched uh, and I also took interviews from psychologists and counselors. And uh, uh, okay, so it discusses uh, uh, concepts such as culture from different perspective. What people like individually think about uh, culture and how cultures are different and uh, similar to each other what derives inclusion and exclusion in the society and how we can be pluralistic in nature and it also gives uh, like practical uh, ways uh, that uh, Afghan refugees can uh, adapt which help Afghan refugees to adapt and respond to cultural changes. It's very important to keep that uh that uh, divide between what you're doing, and, 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 and I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about maybe other people who are doing the same thing that you're doing, is being at attracted by groups to upload information which, will be, which, which, which are false information that can drag you into something bad. So always be uh, very sure on the content, you're dealing with the right people of the content, these professors or mm -hmm. the psychologists are talking, they're not part of a certain group with a hidden agenda, always make sure so that your content is pure, is 100% good, so you're not perceived in the future, if something goes wrong, that you're part of the bad group. So that's my advice to you, always. Yeah, because every uh, if we look at a coin, it has two sides. Even like when you go and like talk to a counselor or thing, it also has its own limitations. Yeah. Good. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Okay, so I'm, um, I'm going to invite the next speaker, Chinappa Das. He's a student of Dream a Dream in India. Chinappa. So, hi. <laughs> Education is like a seed for a young person. It not only gives us fruit, it ends up giving us shade. My name is Chinnapadas. I'm 19 years old. I'm from Bangalore, India. I, I joined Dream a Dream in 2012 as a student to learn basic computer. Here I was mentored, learned how to speak English, learned how to use computer, and today I'm at Christ University studying commerce. My father is a tailor. My mother is a cook. I have a young sister. This is my first time out of India, and I'm so happy that I got a passport to join you all people here today. <laughs> first, let me show you a video of my day-to-day -day activities, my wonderful journey. Using a creative life skill approach, Dream a Dream has worked with one million young people, and it's still working on. And I'm so happy that I'm one among them. Yes. Quiero contar historias con mis dibujos. The wrong one, I think. Yeah. Maybe you can talk about your. Yes, uh, I, I will. Continue. They can upload it later. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> so, girls shouldn't wear short skirts. Boys shouldn't be weak. What do you think is wrong in this statement? Or do you think there is nothing wrong at all? Yes, we have come to a stage where two years young girls have been harassed in India and more than 42% of young women are abused before they turn 19. Not only girls face this horrific situation in India, one in two boys in India are the victims of sexual abuse. We are completely flailing to help them to stay safe, to teach them to stay safe. Moreover, it's not the victim's responsibility to ensure that he's safe. It's the community's responsibility in ensuring it doesn't happen. Okay. In my spare time, I volunteer with Dream a Dream for everything they did for me. I lead, I lead this called Change the Narratives. Through change the narratives, I bring young people from difficult background to a platform to speak about their problems, to speak about the issues they face in the society. These problems include like gender stereotypes, gender discrimination, grooming, child labor, girls who can't go to school and boys who can't wear what they want. Like usually boys, they can't wear pink color dress and go out. I'm very concerned about young people, so I changed the narrative started. In Change the Narratives, I organize this once a month, and around 45 to 60 young people attend this program, and this is organized every month, and there is a different speaker every time. The participants are very interesting, you know? They are young people, young people only. It's youth. And this is 
made to spread knowledge and awareness to inspire young people. And to do this, we, we require uh, professionals to guide them. Next, we are planning to discuss on uh, women's barrier, barriers that women face, uh, like menstrual hygiene management and uh, special entrepreneurship program to avoid early marriages. Because in India, women are married when they turn 19, 18, sometimes 20. To avoid this early marriages, there is some special programs. So next, Dream a Dream gave me an opportunity to change the script of my life. I want to help young people who come to the change, change the narratives, giving them an opportunity to change the, to change the script of their life. I want to spread this change the narratives, narratives across India to build a movement. To do this, I would require the professionals, life skill teachers to guide them, to motivate them. And yeah, I would require fun to give them a platform to speak like Global Education and Skill Forum has given a platform to professionals and young people to, to talk, to collaborate, and to, to give out their words and give out their problems, to, give, to find a solution and move forward in life. And I would like to end this with a small quote. Education is not an issue. Education is not an issue. Education is an opportunity. Thank you. Mm. Do the dragons have any questions? <laughs> okay, that's my logo. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Is the video working? They're checking out. Shall we ask a question? Yeah, yeah maybe we can start asking questions. No, no, start, yeah, start, please. Start. Anyone? Do you, do you want, will the video start or shall we go back to the questions? Maybe we can start may, may the I question. Ask? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, thank you for a good presentation. I, I, I think you are the good example and you have done, you saw the problem and you uh, have created the solution. But how many today are, are within your platform as, as with you as a main figure, I mean, how many do you reach uh, to with, with in your platform today? And what's your vision? How, how, yes, how do you so till now, uh, we had uh, six sessions. And every session is creative, unique. Uh, one of our uh, young people, young person approached us and asked for a session on gender discrimination. We bought a professional to speak on it. And because of this, Young people were able to better explain their parents on how a girl and boy are equal. So, yes. Now, where I have reached is, in my first session, I had a community of 45 youths, young people. Mm -hmm. And in second session, it became, it reduced to 15. And we still had the positive motive that there will be a change. And on the third session, we had 18 members. We were happy that there were three extra. And in the fourth session, we had 32. And in the fifth session, we had 48. And in the sixth session, it's 63. And day by day, young people are getting the positive attitude that we can change 
the world through change the narratives and if this is possible and this is only possible because of young people itself is like a seed for a young person it not only gives us fruit it ends up giving us shade my name is chinna patas my dream is to become a data scientist my mother works as a cook my father is a tailor once i get a job i will give my father 20000 rupees as pocket money every month I am the first person to go to college in my family. Children from adversity should be involved in education because they have experienced its transformation. Thank you. Yes sir. Is there any more questions from the dragons? Shinapa, uh, well done. It's, it's great to see that, that growth that you're experiencing, which shows that people are valuing uh, what you're providing. How do you decide um, what the new narrative is? Change the narrative. So you want to change the narrative. How do you, how do you decide what the new narrative is? Because lots of different people might have different views about what it should be. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much for the question. So, uh, change the narratives, how we decide, because in India, we have, uh, we usually, we, we means community, Indian citizens, we follow something called as myths, which our ancestors used to follow, which are sometimes good and sometimes really not acceptable. And to change their narratives, so in society we have some, so many people called narrators, so they create things, and because of that, young people like us can't achieve our goals. As I told you, I gave you an example that a girl who's 19 or 20, she, she gets married, she gets married. She doesn't have freedom to, to continue her education or to, uh, to pursue her career goal, maybe. And uh, why change the narratives came to uh, predict future? It's not about predict future. It's like you're looking forward with the young people because they know and they, they are going to rule the future. Right? They're going to rock the future. So they, whatever they can, they are change makers. They are titled as change makers. So they decide today that tomorrow I will be doing this. Then tomorrow that will be done and tomorrow is the future. They are going to follow that. Um, what is your plan? What do you want to do? I mean, you're just going to get some people I mean, India is big. If you, if you tell me you're going to get 1,000 people, it's, it's nothing. Yes. You're going to tell, tell me you're going to get 10,000, still nothing. It's, yes. You're 1.4 billion people. And to change a mindset or, or, or to do the change that you want, what is your plan? You have to have um, a far-reached plan from now. So what is your plan? So change the narratives. Plan is now we are educating the youths who are coming now, who are joining us in how, what, is gender, what are the problems young people are facing in the society. And Where are you educating them? Uh, we are educating them in Dream a Dream. 
it's a career connect program it's an open online or in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a room in a room okay face to face yeah it's a, it's an interaction program you you run, you run the space sorry you rent the space uh, it's run by dream a dream they have given an opportunity for us run by yes dream dream, dream a dream is a non profit organization okay so they uh, they focus on uh, building life skills in people so okay. they, they taught me basic computer okay. they gave me an opportunity to come today here okay so they gave an opportunity of the space they gave the platform for us young people to interact together yeah. come up with creative problems uh, problems for creative solutions so so what is the plan so what is the plan yeah yeah so now we have started we have started in one place so now what will happen is youths in, uh, have their uh, they come forward they come forward and ask for help they tell we want to help young people other young people to attend their like they should get their opportunity done so they uh, we have many young people in us so what we'll be doing is we will giving we will be giving them them the power to run the change generative in that place and we will be moving to another place and start what experience you guys have to give that advice we have the government is not doing that job no government in all the states of is, india is not doing this this job that we have interaction so uh, we have something called so to to basically tell this to in a simple way indian community tells us you have opportunity over there you have opportunity over there go utilize them for your daily livings but they never ask what you want to become what what talents do you have what creativity do you have to achieve your goal so i have a question yes, so sir. you're going to get 1000 10000 people and okay, so what's what's the dream what's again i'll ask the same question what's the plan you you want to scale this up nationwide you don't want to do it with a circle of people that you can reach out with your hands right you want to go nationwide 1.4 yes. billion yes mm-hmm. is that the dream yes so what's the plan to get to that to those people the plan is to go, uh, give them the awareness so this is what happening in the society and what all opportunities do you have okay kaisa banayega sorry sir kaisa banayega wo opportunity kaisa banayega kaise banayega agar government support nahi nahi hoga oh sorry yes 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 sir you don't get any government support yes. to convey this it's not going to happen you will not be able to do this alone by yourself yes and with dream of dreams you said dream a dream dream a dream you will not be able to india is a big country mm-hmm. and i know this country very very well and it's yes. going to be very difficult if you don't i'm not saying uh, federal government i'm saying at least at least state government you okay. know and each state government has their own policy so you have to team up with someone either an, a big ngo who is tied up with the government that government support has to be in and then if you get any funding what will you do with the funding to scale this up what exactly if you list me three things what you will do that you can go nationwide sir before that i would like to tell you government will help us if you ask me how uh, firstly uh, young we are the citizen like adults who who have the capacity of voting election that we can select our leaders so if we all join together as our uh, uh, you know president ex president apj abdul kalam sir said so before 2020 india will have huge number of youths so if this spread across india across india every youth got this opportunity they will utilize that election day as a very very you know that effectively 
So selecting them and telling our, our problems that this is, this is what we want. And can, if you give us this opportunity, we'll bring the change. Good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chinappa. Yes, Thank you. It was great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So it's my pleasure to invite Zian Virji. He's a student of Aga Khan Academy in Mombasa, Kenya. You want to start? Yeah, I'm just waiting for the movement. <laughs> okay. I'm Zian Virji, a student at the Aga Khan Academy in Mombasa, Kenya, and an advocate of what I believe is the generation of change. Back in 2017, as part of the IB curriculum, I was required to start up a personal project. During the same period of time, I was scrolling through my Facebook page and I watched a very inspiring documentary by Al Jazeera named India's Menstruation Man. So with little knowledge about the menstrual cycle, I had a short conversation with my mom, which was probably the turning point in my life, because I found out that she, just like 500 million girls globally, didn't have access to menstrual hygiene. Keeping that in mind and blending in my altruistic character, my skills, my values, and my passion to bring change, all led me to launch Affordable and Accessible Sanitation for Women, AASW, a non-registered initiative that produces and distributes reusable sanitary packages and equips girls with the necessary skills to not only give themselves, but their communities access to menstrual hygiene. Now, how many girls in the audience today are on their period? Uh. <laughs> exactly, this is the period problem. By a show of hands, we noticed that a lot of us were quite hesitant to raise their hand. Similarly, this taboo and stigmatization is prevalent all over the world, and it has led to an average of one in 10 girls globally to not have access to menstrual hygiene. These girls use old rags, cloth, leaves, blankets. They lock themselves up in a room when they're reproductive cycle. And what's sad is that this taboo and stigmatization and not having access to menstrual hygiene has all led them to be trapped in this vicious poverty cycle that has been passed on from generations to generations. So what have we done about this period problem? In collaboration with Chunaweza Women with Disabilities, ASW produces and distributes sanitary packages that are reusable, cost-effective, environmental-friendly, and embarrassment-free. These packages last for up to three years, cost between three to five dollars, cost between three to five dollars, are 100% biodegradable, and the best part about it is, it doesn't even look like an ideal sanitary pad. SW also applies a very unique, sustainable approach while working with our target groups. After identifying a target audience, we have a relationship building and needs assessment. And then we have the educational workshop that teaches its girls a basic on reproductive health since we found out that it's mostly not part of their school curriculum. After that, we have the stitching workshop that focuses on teaching these girls how to use, wash, and stitch the packages. And then we have the celebration and review phase that focuses on assessing the impact of our work and reviewing the work that we've been doing. But that's not the end of it. We then have the 
we then, we then aim to give these girls an entrepreneurial opportunity so that they can come out of this vicious poverty cycle that they're trapped in. And not only that, but also help the girls in the communities because we equip the girls with the necessary skills and knowledge to not only give themselves, but their communities access to menstrual hygiene. Now, how does this work? So let's assume that there's a group of 1,000 girls that don't have access to menstrual hygiene. ASW will intervene and work over a period of time with only 10 girls. We'll equip them with the necessary skills and knowledge. These will train these girls on how to not only give themselves, but their communities access, as you saw on the approach. These 10 girls will help 10 other girls, and those 10 girls will help all 10 other girls, and eventually, the 1,000 girls will get access to menstrual hygiene. And eventually, we'll reach our goal to reach out to the 500 million girls around the world that don't have access. So what have we done as ASW? When I started my project, I was able to help 22 girls in Tanzania to get access. But this was not enough. Since then, ASW has expanded to work with over 300 girls globally and has six teams in five different countries, namely in Pakistan, Tanzania, Kenya, and we even have a team here at the Al Ain University in UAE. ASW has also had over 25,000 engagements in our social media platforms and through our awareness campaigns such as the My Period Story and ASW Fact of the Week. So, but this is, this is not enough to solve this period problem. This is not enough to reach to the 500 million girls. Period poverty is of great magnitude, and the change that we are trying to bring requires so many stakeholders, the panel and the audience. By the end of the year, we would like to directly work with 1,000 girls and then exponentially facilitate the effect to reach 50,000 girls in the next 12 months in six different regions. And this would require enough, enough access to resources such as stitching machines, package materials, training materials, accommodation, and then obviously holding marketing and awareness campaigns. And this is roughly estimated to cost around $390,000. But most of all, we will require you to talk to the girls in the house. We will have to be open and accepting about our period. And to the boys, we cause this taboo and stigmatization. We will have to be accepting. And not only be accepting, but take a step further to use our differences as an opportunity rather than a challenge. I believe that period poverty is a fight for the whole of humanity because no matter what age, race, gender we come from, none of us would be sitting here if it wasn't for the reproductive cycle. Let's talk about it, period. <laughs> Dragons, any question? <laughs> you don't have you know, to answer you know, his first question, huh? No. <laughs> should. We have to be open. We have to be open. Then answer. You see, to, to, to know uh, uh, everything, it's, it's great. Uh, I admire your uh, strength, and you're, you're a young boy, and you, you're so aware of... of Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Thank you. I, I'm also a bit interested, uh, you, you started kind of a manufacturing. What's special with, with this menstrual pad? And what, okay. have you looked into competitors, the cost? Because there are 
uh, solutions uh, to, to reach, but yeah. perhaps look yeah, just so a little first, bit more. Um, we don't sell our packages. We work with groups that don't have access. Mm. And um, the packages, as I say, cost between 3 to $5. Um, and currently, we are fundraising, and um, we have won like, a small grant that we're using around the world. Um, the packages, what's unique about them, as I said, is it's environmental friendly, so it's contributing towards climate change, which I think is very bad. Um, it's, it's cost effective, cost between three to five dollars, and it lasts for up to three years. Um, we also found out that the, girl, the current methods that they use, they're very scared to hang it um, and under the sun, because what, how it works is you have to wash it. Um, you have to wash it and hang it under the sun so all the bacteria is killed. But we found out that some of these girls are very embarrassed to hang something like that outside. So what we have done is, um, when you open it, it looks like just like any other handkerchief. So it's, it's, they don't feel embarrassed about it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I didn't mention this, but a challenge that we're currently facing is that um, we aren't registered as, a, as an NGO. Um, and that has really brought me, um, it's been really hard to go out and reach to so many girls because um, a lot of people ask me how hygienic it is, has it been approved by the government? And the thing is I'm under 18 and um, I'm, living in, <laughs> I'm living in Tanzania and I'm an Indian citizen, so it's been really hard to um, get it registered, but in the next 12 months I also hope to get it registered. Yeah. I don't have anything to say, so. <laughs> but I assure you, I don't have my period today. <laughs> Look, I admire you, and I admire what you're doing at this age. Um, I'm very positive on what you're doing. And I was going to ask a question, but you answered it, and it was part of your question, which is, uh, did you get any approvals? You have to get Ministry of, uh, of Health or the Health District approval or anything, and you answered that question. It's very clear, and it's very clear that uh, this is a, a pure uh, grassroots level startup, and I think this will work beautifully uh, as a start in rural and remote areas, not in urban. Uh, I don't think you will survive in urban if you go now. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know about uh, the financials that you provided, but I like your idea. I have no comments. The only thing is, if, if, if you get funding and you get approvals, and, 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 and what's the dream? What, the what dream do you want to do? So um, last week, I was in New York as part of the Just Be Summit. And we learned about, what, about figuring out what our purpose is. And we did that by something called the I am statements. What am I? What's my purpose in this world? And I know everyone has a purpose. And everyone has come here to make some small of change, however big or small it is. Um, so my I am statement is I am altruistic and altruistic means that you go out of your way to To help people and make a difference in people's lives and I feel like that's my purpose mm -hmm. But my goal and I envision that all these 500 million girls globally will one day have access to menstrual hygiene and The society that we live in will be fully open um, To talk about their reproductive cycle. Yeah, Thank you. Zian, um, I just want to uh, tell the audience what we, we spoke about before the, before the session. I, I said, are you ready? And, and Zian's response to me was, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm, 
I, abs I, love your, I love your confidence, and the confidence will take you, can take you really far. Thank you. One completely cynical bit of advice that I'm going to give you, having been on the other side of things for a long time, is if you want money, ask for advice. And that's mm -hmm. the, the sense that people want to feel that they can be heard as funders and supporters, supporters and, and partners. And so with the confidence, retain your humility and make sure you're engaging other people in solving problems together rather than always having every answer perfectly locked down. <laughs> and that's just a sort of uh, one bit of advice that I found helpful over the years. Thank you. Uh, and Gina, just... Uh, um, if you're around for a few days, we can sit with you, we can guide you exactly what he said. We can tell you what's happening. Your model will work beautifully with adolescent girls who are refugees. Uh, we can start from Africa, we can start from neighboring countries where you live, and, and we can test these models there. And, 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 and that's how you start. You know, you, 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 uh, you dream big, you start small, and you take it step by step. I think it's doable, but yes, advice is there, and, and we're willing to help you, guide you, and tell you, but then you have to create your own team and Thank you so much. get forward. Thank you. Good. Thank you. <laughs> so it's my pleasure to invite the last, but not the least, our very important speaker, Lorraine Amar. She's from Dubai International School. currently living in Dubai. I am uh, from Dubai National School al I, I go to school there. And uh, today I'll be talking about a company that was created by me and my fellow classmates, um, Xfood. This was under the guidance of the Injaz uh, Company Program, which, is, which was offered by an NGO called Injaz UAE. And it's a member of the Junior Achievement Worldwide. Now, before I start to talk about what um, in jazz uh, or what Xfood is, I would like to give an introduction about myself. So, as I said before, I'm 16 years old. I I was born in Dubai, but I am of Palestinian origin, and my nationality is Jordanian. Um, I, I've been attending Dubai National School ever since I was young, and uh, one of my goals is to become an influential speaker, uh, a broadcaster. I'm in my senior year, the 12th grade, and hopefully, I aim to study uh, media and broadcasting for the future. And now uh, to introduce the company itself. So what is Xfood? So Xfood is a company that was created by us, uh, young entrepreneurs in Dubai National School El Tawar, uh, with the aim of ending uh, food waste and overconsumption. Now our product is called Expiry Date Tracker. Uh, it consists of basically a screen and a scanner. So it scans the barcodes and then it, no it shows up on the screen. You can attach it anywhere, whether it's a fridge or the wall, and then it notifies you, um, you know, uh, when it's near expiring and then when it has expired. And the thing about this product is we're trying to solve the problem of food waste and overconsumption. Now, did you know that over one-third of our food is being wasted every single year? We spend about a trillion dollars on wasted food, with 13 billion dirhams being uh, spent on food that's wasted only in the United Arab Emirates. We use 25% of fresh water to produce food that is never eaten. The UAE has been said to consume 43% only in 2017. So can we, not, can we imagine now? Now, our, even though our expired date tracker, it's a small idea, but we believe that it has a big impact. We believe that when uh, people, when they're notified, 
it could be through apps, but when it's notified in front of you, when you realize that, oh, it's near expiring, you can either donate it to someone who actually needs it or consume it before it gets expired so that it doesn't get wasted. And you don't need to buy a new one and, and consume more. And this can also be said for industries. Um, our sales department and our company, they had contacted grocery stores here in Dubai like uh, Spinney's and Waitrose, and they found out that they use log sheets to track down their expiry dates. So we believe that through our expiry date tracker, they will, it, it will not only improve their system, but because they, they get such a large amount of products, it will be able to help them as well with uh, whether they can sell the product or whether they should donate it or you know, find a solution before it gets expired. And when it does get expired, and this goes for households, for children, sometimes they can eat food that is expired, but, and that, of course, can damage their health, but when they figure out that there's a notification that says, oh, this is near expiring, the parents can identify that, oh, we need to, we need to, we need to find a solution for this. We can't, we can't feed it to our children. And um, as for the creation of X-Food itself, now, first thing, the NJAS program actually approached us in the Dubai National School El Tawar. Um, my class was composed of 27 students, and they told us that we need to create a company and with a brilliant idea. And so we uh, first, we gathered up in groups. Each of us had an idea, and um, one thing that came up to mind was for me, milk has always, it always expires in our house. We only use it through the weekends and then it gets expired and we have to buy a new one. And for me, that's just such a big problem. If it's just for my house, what would happen to other households? And so for me, I came up with the idea and it was produced through, um, there were other ideas as well. And we finally chose Exude because it had such a big impact on the environment, not only in Dubai, but worldwide as well. Now, as for the um, impact, the, the, and this, um, this is the hierarchy, and thankfully, I became the chief executive officer of, Inja, uh, of the X-Food company um, through the Injaz company pro program, which was such an honor. And so, the impact of Injaz itself. Now, I believe it had such a big impact, and I really hope that it, it, it would not only come to us, but to all students around the world, because not only did it teach me some skills, like how to become a leader, or because I had to take control of 26 students, it was not easy. <laughs> it also taught me the reality of becoming a young entrepreneur. Um, you know, because we're students, we're not always you know, open to the reality. And so through this company program, through going through the diff different departments and aspects, we were, we were able to learn so much about how to create a company. The financial, for me, finance was such a big issue because I didn't know much, but through the Injaz program, I was able to learn a lot about how you spend it, the budget, the profit or loss, the cash flow, all these information. And uh, as I said, it not only impacts us as a young generation, but also as an individual to figure out your capabilities for the world. Uh, whether you're a finance director or whether you're the CEO or the CFO, it kind of uh, gives, you know, gives you, opens you to the capabilities to, to the world, what you, what you can offer in the future. And finally, I would like to talk to you about the uh, future of Xfood. Now, for now, we, were, we are in the discussion of creating a prototype, but um, we believe that with the proper funding, we would be able to actually manufacture the product itself. Um, because um, it's out of our expertise, it's related to the IT department, it has to do with the coding and, and you know, those other technical issues. So for us as students, we were not able to uh, create it, but we think that with the proper funding, we would be able to start up in Dubai, manufacture the products for the uh, grocery stores, then branch out uh, to the United Arab Emirates and hopefully worldwide. And uh, so this comes to the end of Xfood. I would like to thank you all for listening and I really do hope that this program not only as, as much of an impact it gave to me, I would love for it to give an impact to all the other students living worldwide. Thank you very Woo! much.
Zia, you thought you were winning, huh? There's competition here. Okay, dragons, questions from the dragons. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I understood everything, but uh, you, you have a certain way to, to use the what's expired, what, what recommendation for companies who are selling the products and then selling or providing them to... Yeah, so it, it, it started off for being a, a household. So basically the scanner, you scan the product itself when you receive it, and then it shows up on the screen the expiry date, and then when it comes to near, it could produce a sound or beep to notify you that it's near expiration. And then when it does expire, it will notify you as well. But this is just to give the precaution of finding a solution. Do, do not waste it, do not throw it out. And this not only, and then we, in the future, we started to target, you know, after developing the many sessions we've had with the company program, we started to think that, oh, also for the grocery stores, for the industries, and hopefully for the future for the pharmaceuticals, hotels, anything that deals with expired food, we think that the expired food tracker would be of, mm. of, of a great help. Mm. So at the moment, it's an, it's an idea. What are the, the next few steps in making the idea a reality? As I mentioned, uh, we're in the process of, first thing, we want to produce a video that explains it, so it would be of an easier explanation. And then we're also uh, in the progress of uh, creating the prototype of the product itself. We do believe it's possible. We've made the enough research to identify that it is possible to create it, but we want to make a prototype to show its uses. And then with the proper funding, because it's a, you know, it's a student project, it's in a school, uh, or it's with the, you know, a company program, but it's from us students, we think with the proper funding, we'll be able to ma manufacture not only one, but many products. One, just one, one follow-up. A lot of uh, social enterprises focused on tech get the tech right, but they, they miss the behavior change. And one of the things you're going to really have to look at and test mm -hmm. early is whether behavior is actually changing, because that's the key to whether you have an impact on the world. And this is why it's going to start, no, it starts in households, but then it kind of goes on to grocery stores, industries, and over. That's why we want to, uh, not only do we just give out the product itself, but we also, also need to check the progress. And of course, in the future, we plan to update it every time, the product itself. I'm a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> I love your product. I know exactly what you're talking about. And this has been my suffering my entire life. Every other week, I call the maids and the nannies and I tell them, this has expired and why you didn't do this. And, but not only food, you can do it on medicine also because we pile a lot of medicine in our cabinets. I love it. I just have a few technical questions. And, and you, you mentioned you will go ahead and manufacture the products. What products are you referring to? The product itself, the, the screen as well as with the scanner. So we don't Not, not food stuff? Not food. The food okay. stuff comes from the customer itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. So you, you buy food from the supermarket, you do your small machine, whatever you're going to buy, you get a barcode, you stick it there and you laser it and, 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 and you get it probably on your app. And the screen itself, it's not an app. And, and when you say screen, you, you're going to actually build a screen and you're going to put it on the fridge and it will have your items? It will have the items, exactly. That's okay, and uh, will this work also offline? Um, so technically, uh, we wanted it to be Bluetooth for the scanner and the, and the screen itself. 
of course, as a beginning, it will be online because it's it's the start of the technol technical stuff. But I think in the future, it could go on to so uh, Bluetooth both ways. Uh, I mean, f sorry. So you're gonna you're gonna scan it, and then it will go into the device, and the device will push it Bluetooth to your phone. Yeah, it could be to the phone. It could be the phone, but the main focus is to. For example, let's say I put it in the fridge. When I go, for example, to pick up an item of, or food item, it notifies me that, oh, this is near expiring. It could release a sound. Good, good. Itself. My advice, go online and do an app. This is going to be beautiful. It's going to be amazing because a lot of people have maids and nannies and a lot of people don't go to the kitchen and the nannies and the maids, they will check this device. But the actual owners of the house, they would have their apps and they can check it through apps. I really would advise on that, and it's beautiful. I'll be the first one to buy, trust me. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you. So this brings us to the end of the Dragon's Den session, but um, we would like the dragons actually to tell us who is the winner of this uh, competition. In the Dragon's Den, usually that's the process, but it's up to you whether you want to Rate them and announce a winner, or do you want to just give feedback? It's up to you. Can we have just one to two minutes just to yes. put the numbers, and then if we can discuss it? Please do. Please if do. you want to, up to yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, technical question. Yes. What is this? That's your up to Description. you. If you want to, if you and an overall scoring. Yeah. Discretion. Your, if you have something in particular that you liked or didn't like. That's your discretion. You can sign anything out of here. So if something I like, it's going to be a high score. Yes, if you didn't okay. like it, then. Yeah. Okay. Any questions about the score? Yeah, I, I'm. Oops. It's more my own. Yes, absolutely. No, it's so. I think while they're while the dragon are calculating their numbers, why don't we give a big round of applause to the no, students? And why don't you all come over to the stage? Can we have all of the presenters on the stage, please? Please come on this side. Yeah. OK. Did you calculate or not yet? Yes, I have, yeah. Or just individually it's up to you. give up? You. you can do it individually or discuss however you want it. It's, it's up to you. I'm not going to dictate anything. So. Yes, it's okay. Do you want to do, do it individually? Do it? Go ahead. By score yes. or? I don't know. It's up to you guys. We can all feedback okay, so Just in the interest of time, maybe you can announce your individual ones at least. So, uh, and sure. Great. Can I go last? I'm just doing the calculation. Yes, so, John, do you want to announce your U winner? Well, the, fir the first thing to say is I'm sure the audience agrees. You guys are absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> it took me five to ten years to get to this, this level of uh, uh, professional presentation. So well done, all of you. In the end, I'm just, I, I won't say any anyone else other than the winner, because uh, there aren't any losers. But I, I, I chose Zihan as uh, uh, my winner. And that was because his product was furthest along. He made a confident presentation. And I'm, I'm confident that you're going to make something of it. So best of luck. Well done, everyone. Thank you.
wants to go next? The next dragon? Yeah, I, I'm, if, I, I think you are so fantastic. And uh, I, I know from own experience, it's a long journey and you, you put a lot of time and passion and energy and you try to solve a problem. And problem, probably not your own problem, it's for someone else. And it's because we are here. We want to have an impact on the, yeah, reduce the problems in the world to make a change. And I, I'm so impressed because I, I think you're so necessary. You, you're necessary for the future. The, yeah. So, uh, and, and also that all your solution has a happy user in the end. Because if you create a solution, you need to, to really identify the end user, the one you are inventing for. So I, I think it's very hard, especially when you're so young, to, to put you in, in different levels. But I'm, I'm, my heart is a little bit closer to, to you from, with the menstrual pads. I think you've done a fantastic work. Yeah. What's your name? Lejeune. Lejeune. Lejeune, I, I told you I admire your product. I will be the first one to buy. And if I was a businessman, I would invest in your technology 100%. But I will go with Zia 100% because that's... Oh! <laughs> call us. We will, we will help you 100%. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to the brilliant students. Sorry? Yes, you want to say something? Go ahead. We don't have a lot of time, but. Um, OK, so I'll just, yeah. Um, all I wanted to say is I think um, being a winner with all these huge change makers, it's, I'm, thank you guys for believing in me. Um, but someone, like, people I want to thank the most is my team. Because I'm, I'm just representing it. I started it on my own, but I don't think I'll be here if it wasn't for my, my team. And if it wasn't for my, for my parents, my brother, um, for all the people that advised me, all my mentors, um, one of my mentors is here. Is here, so, yeah. So, just, yeah. Thank, thank you so much to everyone, and yeah, let's, let's tackle this problem together, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you.